What's up, guys? This episode is brought to you by our favorite budgeting app, Every Dollar. Rachel and I love Every Dollar because it is the easiest way to take control of your money, build the right habits, and make progress on your goals. You can download it for free on the App Store or Google Play today. Hey guys, I'm Rachel Cruz. I'm George Camel. And this is Smart, Smart Money, Money Happy, Happy Hour. Cheers. Cheers. <gasps> Love. That's a mocktail that will be talked about for centuries to come. That's a great one. Well, you guys, this is the podcast where two friends who happen to be money experts talk about what you're talking about. So everything from pop culture, current events, and money. And today we're talking about a controversial topic, college. College. So many feelings and emotions around college. There's a lot going on in this conversation in is our it, world today. Is it even still the best option as what you take a step toward adulthood on? and a career? Or are there better things to pursue after you graduate high school? Yeah, it's crazy because the average college tuition for an in-state school for a year, $26,000 a year. Out-of-state or private average is $55,000 a year. So we're talking over a hundred grand for in-state and yep. over two hundred grand for private. Yep, that is insane. Yeah, so we're uh, we're talking about you know all that good stuff, George. In this well, episode, I've got indigestion, and it's not from this drink, Rachel. It's from those <laughs> stats that hurt. So, what are we drinking today, George? This is a Cinderella mocktail. Some people out here, Rachel, use Monopoly money, living in their own fairy tale, and then realizing <laughs> this is real life. This isn't Cinderella, y'all. This is happening. But this is a great mocktail, and we're going to give you the rating, reveal the cost per glass at the end of the episode, and of course, leave the recipe in the show notes for you to make at home. That's right. So again, before we dive in, whether you went to college or not, uh, we can guarantee you'll learn something from yeah, this don't episode. Don't stop listening. Are there people who are like, That's this is not for me, Rachel? Oh, no. There's a great combo about to happen. That's the goal. Okay. So, George, what's your college background? Where did you go to school? Oh. What did you major in? How long did it take you? Give us a little uh, insight into I, your life. Mine will shock some people because I kind of dropped out. Really? Yeah, I, I did a I year that. at, so my dream school was Emerson College, because they always said good, good grades to get in your dream school. Yeah. Emerson College in Boston, a very prestigious film and media school. Oh, cool. I was going to go into filmmaking. <gasps> yes, you were. Turns out I was meant to be in front of the camera. <laughs> Not behind. Just kidding. I'm still <laughs> meant to be behind. I'm still meant to be behind the oozing camera. Oozing through. I don't have enough like, talent behind the camera. You're like, you get in front of there, George. So here's the thing. I got no financial aid. I applied too late because I didn't plan well. No yeah. scholarships, and it was going to be fifty grand a year. So it was going to be two hundred grand to get a film degree at Emerson. And I didn't even know who Dave was, but I was like, two hundred grand for a film degree sounds like the dumbest decision you could possibly make. Okay, George, that's some good common sense. It is. So I went to a University of Massachusetts Boston while living at home. So I commuted that to campus. Great. Is that a big school? It's uh, I don't even know. It's not the UMass Amherst, which is another branch. Mm, that's mm-hmm. they call it ZooMass for a reason. It is a party school. Okay, mine was not. Mine is like. Very, like, commuter kind of school. Yeah. In and out, go to your class, go home. Okay, okay. There's no living on campus or anything like that. Gotcha. So I did that for a year. Uh, They didn't have film. They had English. So I was kind of like, I guess I could be an English major. And then I realized I hate hate reading for, like, critical thinking skills. So I dropped out. I worked at the Apple Store. I joined a band and started an indie folk rock band. Yes. George, you're like the American dream. Look at you. There I was. And then I moved to Mobile. And finished school in two and a half years at the University of Mobile, little private Christian school and what in cost Mobile, you to go Alabama. Down there? I had a friend down there I, that moved from Boston to Mobile. Okay. I missed his wedding, 
And so I visited afterwards, and oh. I fell in love with the South. Really? A Boston guy that I started the South. saying, bless your heart. And I was like, I love this version <laughs> of passive aggressiveness. Boston is just aggressive. I love the passive You throw part. a little y'all and a little bless your heart. It's what I've been missing. And it is. So okay. I finished with a communication degree. <gasps> George, we are more alike than What's you may realize. Uh, I went to the University of Tennessee. Go, Go Vols. Vols. GBO. Uh-huh. Um... I always assumed I would go there. My parents met there. My grandparents went there. My cousins went there. I mean, everyone just went to UT. It's just what you did. Uh, So I didn't even apply. I don't think I applied anywhere else. And you were sold on it. Like, there was no—you weren't, like, pressured, but it was was it kind of like, well, this is where we go. You know, it's a big university. It's fun. You got all the options of anything you wanted. There was football. I mean, yeah, I wanted to go. Now, the year I went to school is when they introduced the Hope Scholarship in Tennessee. So it actually became kind of competitive. So actually, it was like the place that you could just like know everyone could get into. And now it was like, no, a lot of people were applying to stay in state because they would pay for a lot of your schooling um, if you got the Hope Scholarship. So it actually became a little competitive. Wow. So I like was a little stressed, but got in, graduated in four years because my parents, thankfully. That That was the plan. Yeah, they saved for us, thankfully. And yep, went four years in an in state school. Anytime, if we had to do a semester after, we had to pay for it. So I was like, I got to. Oh. But I was in marketing my freshman year, and then I switched to communications. George, calm studies. It was it, the best. It was so fun. That's I impressive. loved it. I loved it. So mm-hmm. Now, um, I've got to say, we're both using our degrees because we are communicating professionally. I so mean, I it's like communication degrees get a bad rap for being like, what even is that? Yeah, you do but I feel like it. there's so much. Like if you go into PR— Oh, yeah, there was a PR route, there was an advertising route, there was a lot of different routes you could take. I just took the general one. Yeah. Did you feel like you got a lot from the degree itself, like the classes? No. Same. (laughs) Gonna be honest. I think I learned more in high school working at events. Yeah, I think— Speaking and, like, doing that stuff. The real world experience— The college experience, I think, helped me. That's what I was gonna say. I think that there is something— It wasn't the textbook lessons. Yeah. I think there is something to be said— for majority of people that, like, the first time you leave home, right, you're 18 years old to, what, 21, 22, like, that that you're still in a system, they're still, like, learn. like, there's, I think there's goodness to that. I don't think it's all bad. So yeah. I think, like, being in that rhythm was still really good for me. But no, I don't think I, like, really took me, me unless it's, like, all subconscious and I'll just kind of sink in and I don't even realize no, it. No, I did have, like, a, a speech class and, like, a speech two or whatever. So I had to come up with a talk. And deliver the talk. So there were things like that. Oh, sure. I, I, had to do I that use too. that today as I create talks, you know. Yeah, but do you use what your professor taught you or do you use more of like how you learn like the what general works outline of like you got to have an outline for your talk. You got to have, you know, three points. You have an intro. You have to have a close. So having some structure to it, you can't just get up there and meander. So that helped me to f- have a framework for it. Yeah, but that take a college degree to learn that, George. No, I could have Googled <laughs> that to be honest. But I did a great Not presentation on Michael Jackson. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Okay. So okay. that happened. But yeah, I, I chose my college because it was the one of the only schools in Mobile. Yes. And I had heard good things, and it was cheaper than Boston. And here's where our stories differ, Rachel. I had $36,000 of student loan debt when I graduated yes. between this, my college but experiences. You were, you were on your own in that, so I can't credit yes. my reason for that. My parents just, they saved for it. Yeah. We didn't uh, really talk about it. My parents were just like, oh, we'll figure it out. I was like, oh, wow, they're rich. And they hadn't saved. And they raised us great. And they're they're sure. solid with money. Oh, they're wonderful. But yeah. there just wasn't this onus to like, we well, got to save up in a 529 that, plan. Well, I was going to say, for us, 
we were the probably the outliers of saving. Yeah, I think even like e- there was a plan that wasn't even around when I went to school. I think the ESA wasn't there. Oh wow. Uh, but any level of college savings, even still today, is rare, and that's why we teach in the baby steps. That's part of what we teach is to help save for your kid's college because that is a gift if you're able to help get them started in that and they don't have to go into student loan debt or, you know, not or choose not to go, um, whatever it may be. But, um, yeah, it's part of the plan. And that was that was my story, George. Well, the marketing has gotten out of control for these schools because usually there's a campus tour and like, look at the landscaping and the football team. Oh, yeah. Well, now here's some uh, features that some of these universities offer. High Point University has a steakhouse. On their campus. On the campus. University of Missouri has a lazy river indoor. Wow. Indoor lazy river. That's about as lazy as it gets. Michigan Tech University has their own ski slope. Rice University will do your laundry for you. Now, that's actually useful. That's actually very helpful. Now, some of these are very But bougie. also, like, you got to learn how to do laundry. And I feel like college is the place where you have to learn how to do laundry. I agree. Then you go into adulthood and you're like, well, they did this for me. I have no yeah, idea. It's true. Well, from a financial perspective, Rachel, what is one thing you wish more people thought about when it came to making the decision about college? Because you've seen a lot of things, people's questions, talking to people at live events, meeting them in the lobby. What is the thing you just wish you could tell every single person? Um, I think it's less about where you went to school and even your degree to a to a degree. I think community college is underrated. I think just a four-year degree uh, at a state school is great, but go- going out of state and paying double or going to a private school, I just don't think usually has the ROI. Now, I will say, there's a small percentage of the population that it does, right? Like, we kind of like you know, whatever our feelings are about Ivy League and all of that, but certain professions in a certain part of the world with a certain echelon, you go to this specific school and all, like... Your life can and will look different. Yes. to it, Yeah, so I do think there's a small percentage of people that is very true. But for majority of people out there just working and doing it, you can still be successful and go to a community college, I believe. Agreed. I think there's a lot of hype and just a lot of weird emotion tied around school. Like, it's the parents' alma mater, so they want their kids to go there. But now it's five times the cost than it was when their parents went. Sure. And so the kids just fall into this. Yeah. And, and at 18, you don't know what you want to do for the rest of your life. I know. Unless you're that kid who's like, I know I wanted to be a doctor when I was five. That's great. <laughs> Most people like me just kind of like meandered into something. Yeah. And so college, I think, is worth it. Because those are formative years where your brain is still growing. Yes. So try yes. as much things as you can as far mm-hmm. as different paths and marketing and communication and music. Try it all to yes. figure out what you actually want to do. And do career shadowing to figure out, oh, gosh, I thought design was really fun. Right. I'm just staring at a computer screen in Photoshop all day. For sure. Hey, let's run through some stats because the data here is very interesting. Let's see if you're shocked. You listeners. ready? Okay. According to the Washington Post and the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, only 27.3% of college graduates work in the same field that they got their degree in. Wow. So mm-hmm. we are part of the 27.3%. We are. we are. 38% of college graduates with bachelor's degrees say they would have chosen a different major. Wow. That's this really goes it. back to our point is it's too early yeah, at 18, 18 to decide your fate. I know. I agree Not that with you that. have to do what, you know, like we saw, a lot of people don't have anything to do with their degree when it comes yep. to their job, and that's okay. Yes. But ideally, you know, you want to make it match up and use your experience in education That's right. for your career. All right. Here's some regret, George. 48% of humanitarian 
or art degree holders say they would have studied something different after entering the real world. But for STEM and engineering grads, only 24% say they regret their choice of study. That makes sense. That does make sense. I mean, it's pretty easy to figure that out. When you get in the real world, there's lots of jobs in science and technology and engineering and math. For sure. But what's fascinating is you look at like the royals and even like billionaires kids and stuff. It was shown the number one degree their kids get is an art degree, art history degree. That makes sense. Because they don't need a degree. You know what I mean? So it's like, no, just but do the, something the article I read was bougie. talking all about understanding complex issues, how to like take knowledge and communicate it. There, like it, it had a reason behind it. They weren't just like, go get whatever you want. Like, there's a reason they're studying this. Okay. But again, I think that's for like a certain level of echelon of people. They have the luxury you know I mean? of not worrying about their income for the rest of their Maybe life. Maybe that's it too, right? But to like, but it's a higher thinking thing. <laughs> that we obviously kind of aren't part of. Well, you got to think about it. If you get, a higher thinking thing. Is you know, a lot of people on. get art degrees. I'm not mad at the art degree, but you've got to know what's on the Unless other side of that. Unless you're Kate Middleton, I would probably choose something else. Because, <laughs> like, you could be a designer or an art teacher. Yes, or go to coding school. Good Lord. Or be an artist making... and actually, you know, sell paintings and things like that. You know, that's an option. Yeah, well, get a business degree with an art Minor. But I found the most talented artists never got art degrees. Yeah, they right. were just had a natural ability and put it to work and for sure. Practice. So there's that. Um, okay, here's some common degrees that people admit regretting. Are you ready Ooh, for this one okay. too? Philosophy. Can I be honest? Yeah, I did a double like minor concentration, <laughs> and one of them was in philosophy because I was like, the no one cares about a concentration or a minor. But it just sounds cool. My major was communication. One like of my concentrations were philosophy because I just philosophy. enjoyed the classes. Yeah, and I knew none of this matters. I'm just going to do something I enjoy. Yeah. So well, there's not like a specific skill set with that one. So that's hard. Uh, I'm entrepreneur- a great thinker, Rachel. You are. You're a great thinker, George. It's all because of that. <laughs> uh, entrepreneurship. Um, so you'll just find that most entrepreneurs don't get a degree in entrepreneurship. They just entrepreneur. They just do it. <laughs> <laughs> well said. She has a communication degree. <laughs> Might I remind you all? But yeah, the people that we look up to and celebrate, you know, the ones that are most successful, you're not going to be like, oh, they went to school for entrepreneurship. That checks out. Yeah, they just do it. They just do it. Uh, Fashion and merchandising. It's very niche. Uh, But again, if you're going to be a successful designer, you don't necessarily need a college degree for that specific thing. Usually you get into that world. It's more about your taste, your influence, the networking, you you know. Yeah, you're in the business. You know how stuff works. It's more like you have the eye for it. To be respected in that world. Yeah. Next, marriage and family science. <laughs> what is the science behind family? I don't know. There was a degree at UT. Um, oh, man. didn't My sister, this is what she got her degree in. <gasps> Are you about to out Denise? Um, How much more money No, but it's not a bad th- I don't think it's wrong. But it's in this It's in this vein. Um, child, and, child and family studies. Oh. It was one that so many and a lot of teachers that was like their if you're gonna go into major teaching. before they went and got like their uh, masters in teaching. Yep. But child and family it was huge at UT. Yeah. A lot of people did child and family studies. I will say I can totally see Denise as a teacher. Like she is yeah. so sweet. I feel comforted anytime I'm around her. I'm just like <laughs> she's just such an amazing person. She's so much nicer than me. That's not true, She's Rachel. So sweet. She's just a sweet, sweet soul. You're both very nice in different ways. Uh, are you okay? Youth ministry. Oh, this is a tough one. This could we could step on some toes here. 
Because the truth is, most Christian universities are private schools that can cost a lot of money to get a degree in something that you may not be making a lot of money in. Well, notoriously, for those that you don't know, youth ministers are some of the most poorly paid people on this earth. Mm-hmm. And I hate it, but that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's like poverty level. Yep. Some yep. of these churches and the youth minister— they don't have a budget. Churches don't have a ma- you know, massive yeah, budget. Like, we, have, we can pay you twenty five grand, And the youth minister is like, well, this is my life calling, so I'll do it. I know. And it breaks my heart, but and I hope it, some churches now are you know starting to pay better for their youth ministers because they're doing well, amazing work. Or that work. the degree shouldn't cost this much. That's true. So the school choice is really important. Like, can you get a theology degree online? You know what I mean? Yes. Like, what else can you do to get the qualifications that you need? So agreed. Lastly, this is going to step on some toes, especially around here. I know music. The amount of people that work here that went to Belmont, a very prestigious school, well known for its music program. They have music degrees, and now they are not pursuing but music. But I will say, Belmont, it's in a lot of the business side of music. Sure. There's a lot of music business majors, yeah. which is different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but just in general, like some people like major in a specific instrument, right? Sure. And unless you're going—I mean, even the ones that do it professionally, like we talked about. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Travis Barker got a, like a drumming degree. I have highly suspicions that he does not. I know. So that's what I'm saying. I wonder if, like, the most successful yeah. musicians. But I won't knock it, though. Do you think you learned something, though? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like, I'm a musician. I never went to school for music. <laughs> and I have an album out on Spotify. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, the bar is low for what you need <laughs> what to you can do. be able to do without a degree. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I don't think it's worth spending 200 grand on a music degree if you want to be a musician. I think I you need know. to go get the gigs and do the work and build an audience and do all of those things. There are great paying jobs that you don't need a degree for. That's true. And th- these are becoming more popular mm-hmm. as people start to look at the numbers we shared and go, not for me. So here's one that's interesting. Commercial pilots. Oh, yeah. You need a high school diploma or GED. And let's be clear, you need very specific training and certifications that can cost a lot of money. Like these can go upwards of six figures yeah. to get this. So it's not like, we well, don't need a degree. It can still cost a lot. Sure. Uh, but the median salary, $122,000. Yeah, it's a lot to be a commercial pilot. It's great. There we go. Next, elevator repair specialist. Scary. You know, I just like flashed in my mind was like a Ocean's Eleven or something where you're like, like in the shaft. The yeah, they're like in the elevator shaft, like fixing stuff. Yeah, that is frightening. That is a job I would not want. But hey, you need a high school diploma or GED and an apprenticeship. Median salary, 85000 So if you're not scared of heights, Dang. you're very adventurous. That's great. And you love to save lives. I don't know if that's who does. That I feel like it's true. the firefighters who do it. But yeah, but no, I, it they've got to fix right. it afterwards. Feels right. feels right. That's a, and elevators will always be around. So I feel like it's good job security. <laughs> you know, we're never going to be like, let's revert back to stairs. <laughs> no, we're done. We live in a Wally era where we want more <laughs> convenience. Yes. All right. Next, UPS delivery driver. This one's recently been in the news. It has. I saw this. It was like there was a big video that went out of a big driver. Big video. And he, yeah, and walked through all their health plans. I mean. The, how much they get. They do a lot. It's great. They crush it. It's probably because of Amazon. And All those I Amazon packages Rachel gets. our delivery drivers, though. Like, they have dog treats. Like, they, like, love my wow. kid. Like, it's great. I do love to, like, catch them. I, like, love to yes. wave and they say, They always hey. honk and wave if we're in the driveway. They're driving through the neighborhood. That's sweet. They're great. I well, love it. not only are they great, but they get paid well. The average salary at the end of a five-year contract is now one hundred seventy grand for a UPS delivery driver. Now, that's including their benefits package. Yes, yes. But that's still impressive. It's All amazing. You need to be 21 years or older with a driver's license and a high school diploma. So good. That's it. 
Next up is a subway driver or operator. You need a high school diploma or GED and job-specific training and certification, but median salary is $68,000. Not bad. That's yeah, great. Okay, and lastly, first-line supervisors of police, median salary of eighty-six k, and you just need a high school diploma or GED and job-specific training, certification. So, so good. Just love. to show you guys, there's other options out there. And I love the trades yeah. are now coming back. I mean, Mike Rowe has been pioneering this going, I know. guys, stop poo-pooing the trades. We need these jobs. Totally. They're, they're so helpful to our community. Yes, There's yes. great work being done. It's very fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, before we get into the most bizarre areas of study, let's quiz ourselves a little bit, George, Ooh. and play a game of tapple, shall Ooh, we? Oh, this is exciting. Okay, do you know how this works? You pick a category. And you press the timer in the middle, which is 10 seconds, and then you hit down the letter of the word that matches the word that you're picking. Got it. For the category, and then you hit the timer. So if we said mocktails, that would be the category, and then you would say Cinderella. You'd hit the C and then hit the timer, now it's my turn. Yes, that's a hard category, though. What should our category be? Well, on the topic of college, let's do things you can find on a college campus. That's fun. Okay, ready, George? Things you would find. Does this need to be PG? Uh, Classrooms. Girls. (laughs) Girls. <laughs> Sororities. Textbooks. Football. Nah, dang it. Oh. Desk. <gasps> Desk. Oh, elevators. <laughs> Women. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ice cream. Oh. Nuts. <gasps> no. The cafeteria. Janitors. Janitors. You got one, one more K. Left. You got to come up with a K. Kids. No. <laughs> he loses. That's not it. That was, that, was I, that was not great. That was good, George. That was really hard. Whew, that was tough. Hey, we did really well, though. I feel like my, I think my Apple Watch is telling me like my blood pressure <laughs> just skyrocketed. Oh, that my was gosh. Fun. You well, did really well. I feel like I borderline cheated. Tapple is. But. Can you imagine that with a gr- like a big group if we I had know. more friends, which we don't? I know. So you guys, again, whether it's like you got two people, you got a group of people, you got to get some ca- competitive spirits in there. It's so great. So and you can you, knock out a round and like, we did that in a minute. Yeah, it's so fun. So if you need a new game uh, for a party or hanging out with friends or family, make sure to check out Tapple so you can buy it at Walmart or wherever you buy board games. Love it. So fun. All right, back to boring stuff, Rachel. Let's talk about the most bizarre areas of study because this is kind of interesting. I don't even know what half of these are. Yeah. Decision-making science. <laughs> Like a PhD in decision sciences. So you can become a business consultant or a college professor. Oh, okay. And salary range, 53000 up to one twenty two. That's pretty impressive. All right, ready for this? Ethical hacking, bachelor's degree in information technology, uh, and can become an information security analyst, average salary, $95,000. Wow. So like you're trying to hack yeah. to point I, out I have the security that flaws. That. Yep. He would set the Panera on campus and could like hack into people's, when he's using the Wi-Fi, and could wow. like pull up people's screens and stuff. Oh yeah, it was crazy. What a helpful creep. <laughs> That's cool. Okay, here's one, theme park technology. Ooh. You need a bachelor's degree in engineering. You can work as an engineer in theme parks. You know, for a guy who grew up playing roller coaster tycoon, I could see myself being yeah, interested in this. That. Salary range forty five up to eighty thousand. All right, you got uh, auctioneering, so this can even be offered at a community college. Work as a professional auctioneer, average salary forty six thousand dollars. Bagpiping. 
Okay. That's a bizarre area to study. A Bachelor of Music with an emphasis in bagpiping. <laughs> you can play professionally and offer private tutoring sessions. On average, you can make up to 200 an hour. Oh, I think wow. about this. This is generally like, like processionals, weddings, funerals. Yeah, and it's very limited. I don't know many bagpipers. So if you're in, one in the area, you probably get a lot of business. Uh, puppet art, bachelor's ah. degree in this, and puppet show management, average salary $54,000. Puppet show management? Yeah, take that in for a second. Mm-hmm. I'm very intrigued by this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pop culture. Rachel, that one's for you. If you could go uh, back in time, you could get a degree in pop culture and make sounds kind of fun and make Dave very unhappy. Uh, you need a Bachelor of Arts, and you can work in PR, journalism, advertising. Yep. Average salary forty three thousand. So, and good. you could probably write for BuzzFeed. I feel like if I was at BuzzFeed, I'm like we hire people who studied pop culture, and you're like, oh, well, pick me. Pick me. Can you just watch a lot of Netflix? I feel like that's enough. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, George, the the truth is, majority of you all listening or watching. You may or may not be going for your college degree. Maybe we've got some Gen Zers in college, you know, watching us. But for most people, they're like, okay, this is all great, but I've already gone to college, and now I have student loans. Oh, yeah. And now the repayments are starting. Like, what do I do, right? Like, you're getting hit with the past. It's coming back full force and figuring out what to do. And it is and it is really kind of a—it's a crazy time because you haven't had to pay on them in, what, two, three years three now. years. So getting in the habit now of putting this back in your budget, where a lot of people still don't even have margin. If you're doing a budget, which start doing yeah, a budget. Yeah, that's true. That's right. Been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But really, you guys, we want to encourage you to, to start planning now to say, okay, what is my life going to look like when these payments hit? And how can I pay off this debt as fast as possible? And that's what we want for you. That's huge. And the best way to pay off your student loans is to put them in your debt snowball. So this is where you take all of your consumer debt, everything whether it's medical debt, student loans, car loans, and list it out smallest to largest balance regardless of the interest rate and attack the little one with a vengeance, make minimum payments on the rest. So you free up that payment, you move it to the next one and the next one. And that we found is the best way to get out of debt fast. Yes, absolutely. And once you're out of debt completely and you have a fully funded emergency fund, you're funding 15% of your income into retirement, then actually you start saving for your kid's college. So there's options like ESAs, an educational savings account, or a 529 plan, but looking at some of these college savings for your kids so that they're not having to repeat the cycle, right? If you have the ability to help your kids go to school, that's such a gift. It's not a requirement. They're not entitled to it, but it is a gift, kind of a leg up to help them yeah. in that I mean, way. If you can sock away even two grand a year yeah. for a kid, that yeah. could turn into over $100,000. So you put in like 36 grand from zero to 18. Yep. That could be over $100,000 thanks right. to compound growth. And also the weird thing is, George, is we're kind of talking about like college in this episode, like I think about my kids, and I'm like— We don't know what it's going to be. In a decade, what is that world going to be? So there is a lot of question marks of yep. what what is to come. And I will say this. If you're like, I don't know if my kid's going to go, so I'm not going to save— there's some new laws <gasps> under the Secure yes. Act. Yes, you know what? We're gonna give we're gonna give this a little. Biden. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that how much his involvement was. A, you they know, did a great job. They did something. So we tell them what up. happened. So the money has to be in there for 15 years in a 529, and up to thirty five thousand dollars, you can convert it into a Roth IRA. So that's amazing. It is. So the so money is not stuck there. That's it's a great not plan. wasted. Yep, exactly. Uh, and if you get a scholarship, you can pull the money out against. That 529 plan or ESA. Yes. And there's so many tax benefits. So I highly encourage people to do this, even if they're not sure, because it's a big help. And by the way, Rachel, you guys dug into this on the recent student loan live stream. 
Yes. You, Dave Ramsey, Jade Warshaw. So the good news is all of you wonderful people listening and watching can go tune in. Just go to RamseySolutions.com slash student loans. Riveting discussion about so how we got into this mess and how to get out. We want to give people hope during what can be a scary time. Absolutely. Absolutely. What's up, guys? If you want to be better with money, your first step is to start budgeting with every dollar. This is the app Rachel and I both use, and trust me, it's great because it gives you everything you need to make budgeting easier, faster, and dare I say, even enjoyable. Yeah, I think you can say that, George. I mean, it's pretty enjoyable to have more money, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what happens when you're intentional with your spending. Guys, download every dollar for free on the App Store or Google Play today. Well, George, it's almost the end of the episode, and we finish out every episode with Guilty Guilty as Charged. And this is where our producer, Lindsay, gives us a new Guilty as Charged question every week. So, Lindsay, what is it? Deliver the goods. Wow, that look. Have you ever pretended to be into something to fit in college? Like to fit in? Oh, that I feel like is the time you are chameleon. Oh, I I can be swayed. I I think it's time. I can be swayed into situations for sure of like. What was the thing you look back on? You're like, why did I pretend to be in? You know, I was in Young Life. I did Young Life and sorority in college. I was a Young Life leader. And like the Young Life vibe in Knoxville was like Chacos, Mountain Smith bags. Oh, kind of crunchy. Carhartt. Granola. Yes. Which clearly is me. <laughs> yeah. Rachel's a classic. Like, but could I be was. hiking at any moment. She could I go was. on a hike. I owned it all. And then I would go to like the Cayo, you know, uh, Panhellenic, you know, weekly what, meetings. What the, who now? Panhellenic? And I would wear like my jean skirt and my sorority top and my bras. <laughs> wow. What did I do? I don't know. But I was fine so you, with like, it all. I loved it all. I loved all the like... So depending on what crowd fine. you were hanging out with, yeah, your no, whole wardrobe and, and personality changed. I was totally changed. great with it. But looking back now, I'm like, that's so funny that I did that. But yeah. Were you ever like, you guys hike any good trails this week? <laughs> no, because I never went hiking. I never did anything. Such a poser. Yeah, I did that double back diamond the other day. It was pretty <laughs> intense. Had to take an extra backpack oh with the gosh. little. Oh my gosh. I know. So I, yeah, I think I probably did a lot of that. I mean, I feel like college is I didn't is make like bad decisions. Mine were more bad fashion choices. Oh. That I can think of. But I never felt pressure to like, you got to go and park, you know, whatever the thing oh, is. Yeah. Like I, at that point, I was like, I'm good with what I feel. That's the benefit in. of going to a private Christian school, Rachel. <laughs> we didn't even, we didn't have fraternities. We didn't have sororities. So there was no really? partying. Okay. I will say, George, one of my biggest regrets though, in college, I ended up dropping my sorority. Oh. My, that... By the end of my junior year. Do you get like, excommunicated so, if you do that? So in Chi Omega, so most you can like unaffiliate, you can like, um, you can, I don't know, shoot, I can't remember the words, like resign, but you can still pay the dues and be part of it. So then you're a legacy. So if your daughter or niece or someone wants to be part of it, you can write a recommendation. Like it's a big deal in that world. Well, Kai Omega, they will not let you do that. Like if you drop, you turn in your pin, like you're done. So technically I am You're not, like a disgraced sheriff of a I'm small town. I'm not Kai Omega. So if anyone knows the Kai Omega president or like head of Kai Omega, which I think is in Chattanooga, Tennessee, they were in Dallas for a while, I think. We know you know people, Will you guys. bring me back? Because if one of my daughters wants to be a Kai O, You can't recommend her. I want to like write a rec for her. What if they're like, oh, you're a, you know, Rachel Ramsey, you're out. We're not going to let any daughter of Rachel Ramsey in here. <laughs> That's so Anyways. sad how toxic it is. Yeah. But wow. I also want to be part of it. Well. <laughs> it is a regret. I shouldn't have dropped. I should have stuck with it. Well, I'll say I was not in a fraternity. Don't worry. <laughs> if you had, and I will say fraternities feel different than sororities, if I can stick up for sororities fair. at all. 
It's like, what an amazing group of girls. And those go like, dude, my frat bros. <laughs> Not for me. My bro. But I did conform to the Southern culture in a weird way when okay. I moved to the South. Yeah. Like I started wearing a lot of Toms exclusively. Yes. And then I got rainbow sandals. Yes. And then here's the most embarrassing one, Rachel. I can't wait. I got like a house key made and I got the Alabama football logo on no, it. No, you didn't. Why? Because I was scared. I was like, because <laughs> when you're in the South, you have to like... Like football. You yeah, chose it's Alabama? like, hey, I need to see your license registration and football affiliation, Stop. Auburn or Alabama. And I chose Alabama because oh, it was a, Al- oh, of course. I'm I was sorry. in Mobile. Yeah, and so yeah, I chose yeah. a common denominator. Yep. And I was like, who would I want in a fight with me? I want an Alabama fan, not an Auburn I fan. I would agree with that. An Auburn fan knows the sheriff of the town and can get out of the ticket. Yeah. The Alabama fan will go to jail for you. And those are like those are real <laughs> Those are the people you red want. Red-blooded Americans. Nick Saban would but be so proud. I will say, I'd rather go to an Auburn tailgate. I think they have better food. Okay. You know? They're going to have the Yeti cooler, not How the about Coleman. A UT tailgate. I wouldn't darken the door of a UT. I'm just kidding. G10? No one invites Park? me. The truth is no one has ever invited me to a tailgate. Okay. But that's probably the most embarrassing thing I did was that's like good. pretend to be into sports. Like I remember sitting with people and I, they'd be like, what do you, what do you think of the, I'm like, we'll see how the coaching is. I mean, it could, anything could go this season, you know? It's all that comes <laughs> Who out. Who knows what could happen? Who knows what could happen? I faked it until I make it. Oh, that's so good. Well, we're both guilty, so we'll take sips for sure. But George, it's almost closing time. Well, what do you think of the drink? Mm. I'm going to go 10 out of 10 know, for I'm this thinking, mocktail. I'm thinking... Like a salt. I mean, I really made two, George. It's really good. What's in this, you ask? Well, it's got some orange juice, pineapple juice, lemon juice, grenadine, Angostura bitters, and you can do soda water. We chose to do ginger beer. Yes. Which adds a, it's, that's still non alcoholic for the record. It's just like ginger ale, but more intense, a little sweeter, Mm -hmm. but it really made this drink pop. It's delicious. Gave it some real pizzazz and panache. Yep. And that's what a mocktail needs. So I encourage everyone to go make this at home. The cost breakdown will blow your mind, Rachel. What is it? Under a dollar. (gasps) Make this for your next party in a big punch bowl for your next Cinderella theme party. So great. And have a ball. (laughs) Still Oh. You want an you want an Amelia Cruz eight year old joke? Yes. Why was Cinderella bad at soccer? She couldn't pass the ball. She kept running away from the ball. (sighs) Oh, Way to go, Amelia. How did she find that joke? Like, I don't know. They she on like, Ask Jeeves like or something? <laughs> what are the kids doing these days? <laughs> she has a little joke book, but it's for me of it. She has a joke book? Yeah, she loves jokes. That's so cute. All right. Well, George. That was fun. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening and watching this train wreck of an episode. But it's we hope not you a train wreck. It. We hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> Uh, make I thought sure it was fun. To leave a review, let us know where you went to school. Give a little roll tide or go vols or. It's the only time you'll hear Rachel say World Tide in this house. But let us know. Leave a review about the podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a new episode every Thursday of Smart Money Happy Hour. Hour. 